You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It is Wednesday, December 30th. Appreciate you joining me today. And wish I was talking about a bowl game that's coming up tomorrow against Arkansas, but unfortunately we got the breaking news on Tuesday afternoon uh, that this game is being called off. It's being canceled. TCU has COVID issues. Um, I saw Jeremy Clark on this first on the 247 boards. He was posting, I think it was about 1 p.m. on Tuesday, hey, I'm hearing, you know, this, this thing might not happen. Um, and as the afternoon progressed, we got confirmation that they're not going to play. Apparently, uh, TCU fell behind the Big 12 threshold or below the Big 12 threshold for available players at the safety and defensive line positions. And, you know, that's that was what caused the game to be canceled. Um, it's unfortunate, but TCU has been fortunate. They've been lucky. They've been uh, blessed to get the games in that they have. Uh, it's still super disappointing, though. I mean, I know that it's a bowl game against a three and seven Arkansas team, like whatever. But I guess just from a from my perspective, since they missed out on a postseason game last year, I was really looking forward to this. This team was red hot. They were playing their best ball going into this game, and uh, not that this would be some huge statement win, but you beat an SEC opponent, you finish the season seven and four. That'd be a great way to springboard into the off season. Now you sort of end the season with a thud, and it's nobody's fault. These, this is just what happens in 2020 with uh, COVID protocols and all the testing they have to go through, and I'm glad they're keeping the guys safe. Uh, I, I saw some chatter about – so I know that they got a couple days off, the the athletes did, the fellas did, before they came back to report for bowl practice this week. And I don't know if, you know, they went home or, or where they went, and, and some people were objecting to that. Like, listen, I think that is uh, is really silly, you know, um, these guys haven't seen their families much since June, if at all. I mean, they've they've made incredible sacrifices to get 10 games played. So if you're somebody who's criticizing the coaching staff for letting these guys get away for a little bit, I, I just think that's incredibly selfish. Um, we don't really understand what these young men have been going through to get these games played. And do I wish they would have played one more? Yes, I do. Do I understand how you might say, hey, could you have just stayed – in that bubble for another week and a half, sure. But I'm not the one that's been in a bubble, you know, working out and, and trying to get games in since June. I don't understand the mental toll that those guys have been going through uh, week in and week out. But it, it's not ideal and uh, that you can't play. Um, this is a, a, game, a good chance, again, on the national stage. It would have been prime time on New Year's Eve to get a victory over uh, an SEC team that was struggling, but under Sam Pittman had had a nice first season in his tenure um, and just unfortunate that they're not going to be able to play the games. Uh, And, you know, again, TCU has done better than most. Uh, They had to cancel that initial game with SMU, and then they got 10 straight games in. And unfortunately, this one's not going to happen as COVID issues hit the frogs and they're not going to play. So we are officially in the offseason uh, which is bizarre, and in today's show, we'll discuss, you know, was this season a success? That's a question I asked on Twitter this afternoon. I said, hey, they the season's over. They ended the season 6-4, and 5-4 and four in Big 12 play. Do you consider this season a success? 
yes or no. It was a simple question. I got some responses, so I'll share that with you later. Also, we had a, a TCU player, a safety, Ardarius Washington, declare for the NFL draft today. So we'll talk about that. All of a sudden, the safety position uh, is, is thinner than maybe we initially thought, and we'll look at who could potentially replace um, Washington and Merrig. Uh, and what that safety rotation is going to look like as we move into the 2021 season, a season with huge expectations, uh, with a lot of hype, I think, going into it. And just sad that they couldn't get the bowl game played. But, hey, this is uh, this is life in 2020. Uh, another funny thing that came out of, of yesterday and, and everything that went down and the news that came down, uh, there was a, a fashion of Arkansas fans who seemed to think that uh, TCU might have been dodging playing the Hogs. And, you know, first of all, like, I don't feel like I need to explain to our audience how stupid that is. For one, we're playing in the middle of a pandemic. And, well, you know, there haven't been, um, to my knowledge, any serious health issues that have come from these football players contracting COVID. We don't understand the long-term risk of this disease. Uh, and we're still learning a lot about how it spread. So it's obviously better to be precautionary and not put anybody at risk. And then secondly, why would TCU be afraid of a 3-7 and seven Arkansas team? Now, could Arkansas have won that game? Yeah, I think they could have. I mean, TCU is playing well. They're a good team. I had them favored. I was going to pick them to win, but it's not out of their own possibility that Arkansas could have pulled off an upset in this one. Uh, especially if TCU would have played with a roster that wasn't at full strength. If they decided, hey, we can play, we're going to miss, we're going to be without, you know, this number of guys because of COVID protocols, but we're still going to play a game. But regardless, nobody is afraid here. It's it's the Texas Bowl. If TCU loses, uh, it would be a tough way to end the season, and it would be an upset, but it, it's not exactly, you know, the most embarrassing thing in the world to lose in, a, in an exhibition game at the end of the season. So uh, that's obviously a really stupid thought, but I just wanted to address it. Um, if, you're, if you still think that in week 11 of the 2020 football season, when we've seen cancellation after cancellation, postponement after postponement, because this happens every single week, then you don't have any sense. And, uh, you know, I know Arkansas is disappointed. Hey, I realize, like, some of you probably bought tickets and were headed that way. Um, I was thinking about buying tickets. I decided not to at the last minute because we are going to be down here with family. And, I mean, I guess that ended up being a good decision. I don't know what the refund policy is for the Texas Bowl, but I understand why people would be upset because they're headed that way and all of a sudden they find out, hey, this is not going to happen. But, listen, this is just – what college football has been this year. I mean, it happens every single week, and TCU is not going to get to play this game. So they finish the season 6-4 and four and 5-4 and four in Big 12 play. When we come back, I will break down our dearest Washington head to the NFL. Let's talk about that safety position in 2021. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. I tell you about it frequently. They have some great flavors, some, you know, traditional flavors, like peanut butter, German chocolate, but they also have some more creative uh, flavors as well. Cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. Those are some of my favorites. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, sounds good, but it's probably, you know, bad for you. It's probably a bunch of calories. It's not. It's only 180 calories, five grams of carbs. So it's good fuel for your body. It's, it's good to eat before a workout. 
Um, I usually eat it before my shift at work. Sort of tells you about my lifestyle. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to be on the air for a few hours. I'll, I'll eat a built Bar and it ties me over. It's not too heavy. It's not going to weigh me down, but it's something that's going to keep me full while I'm doing my work. Uh, and and Built Bar is great about that. And if you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you can get 20% off your next order. If you forgot a Christmas present and you need to get one for somebody, or you got a fa- late family Christmas coming up, why don't you go to builtbar.com and use that promo code Locked On? All right, back on Locked On Horn Frogs, segment two of the pod on uh, Wednesday, December 30th. Stephen Simcox here with you, and Wanted to share this news with you as well. It's been sort of a tough day for Frog fans, I guess you could say. We, we get the news that the bowl game is canceled. And then also our Darius Washington uh, safety for the Frogs is headed to the NFL. And I'm not, I'm not sure that's a big shock. I know he didn't have um, the impactful season that we thought he would. So maybe some people said, oh, well, let, let's see if he wants to come back and put some more tape uh, together, or put some more uh, plays on film. But I think it makes sense for Adarius. I was actually looking today um, when I – and he put this announcement out on Twitter, and it was very classy. Um, and I wish him the best. I mean, I, I'm always – whatever these guys want to do is what they need to do. Um, you know, now sometimes players leave early, and I question it. But honestly, at TCU, that pretty it's pretty rare that that ever happens. I can't even – Think of anybody. If you want to tweet one at me at Simcox Steven or uh, at Locked On TCU, a player at TCU that left too early, or you thought, oh, that's surprising that he declared for the NFL draft. Let me know, because man, I can't think of many that have done that. But uh, Ardarius announced this on Twitter, and I saw Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas uh, quote tweeted it and said, "I haven't watched the 2020 tape yet, but in 2019, this was the best safety in the class." So that's high praise. Now, I think when Jeff turns on the 2020 tape, he might see some inconsistency that maybe bumps Washington down a little bit. But overall, like this dude's a playmaker. He is an NFL prospect for sure. Uh, and I'm looking around. I have still not seen an announcement from Trayvon Merrick, but I'm assuming he's also gone. I know he has put his name in the hat to get an NFL draft grade back and is going to evaluate that. Uh, but – I think we can safely say that those two guys are not going to be back there at the safety position. So the question becomes, uh, who do you see getting playing time there? And, you know, the names that I'm thinking of, first Josh Foster, who was a quarterback at Newton. He was uh, part of that class with Darwin Barlow. There was another guy from Newton that was a commit to TC for a while that ended up flipping to Baylor. His name I can't remember right now. But anyway, um, Josh was a QB at Newton. He comes in, he converts to safety in college. And when Merrick was out, he got some playing time. I thought he played well. He didn't look lost out there. So I feel like he'll definitely have the inside track at that position. And then other names to know, Bud Clark, highly recruited guy out of uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. He was a freshman this year. He'll be a sophomore next year. Or he might still be considered a freshman with, you know, the weird eligibility rules. But um, I I think he'll be in the mix as well. And Nuke Bradford, who's been around for a while, he's a vet. I think his name's going to come up. And then finally, um, LaKendrick Van Zant, who has played a number of snaps in his career. Uh, Van Zant's been on the field a lot, and he was on the field a lot early in the season. So I think he'll also have a chance to slide into that role. But, uh, I mean, you need great safety play. And it's sort of been an embarrassment of riches the last few years with Washington and Merrick. That's a weird position to be really deep at, um, and it's not the first thing you think about, but with 
the league, the Big 12, and just college football in general being so pass-happy, I think it's more important than ever to have versatile guys in the back end who can cover, uh, who can play center field, who can cover one-on-one, and can come up and make plays and run support. And Washington and Merrick did that really well. I mean, you saw Trayvon really take over the Oklahoma State game almost single-handedly. He turned the tide of that game with an interception, with a few more splash plays. That made a huge difference. So this is going to be one of the big uh, questions in the offseason is who sort of takes the lead in that role. I think I'm, I'm pretty confident in Josh Foster. I mean, I feel like I liked what I saw from him when he got playing time. Uh, you know, I don't know a lot about Bud Clark. I know he was highly touted coming out of high school. He didn't see the field much at all this year, which is fine. He's a freshman. Um, and then Nook, Nuke and uh, and Van Zan, I think, will also be in the mix there at that safety spot. So you have you have players um, that can do it, that can fill those shoes, but obviously uh, not a lot of game experience between those four guys, and they're going to have to step up in a big way uh, with two of the best to ever play that position, leaving in Ardeus Washington and Trayvon Merrick in the offseason. Um, so your defense now – is intriguing. You lose Garrett Wallow, uh, who's going to head to the Senior Bowl. He got invited earlier this week. Um, so D is D Winters going to play that middle linebacker spot? Is it going to be Wyatt Harris? And you, you sort of keep D free to run sideline to sideline more on the outside. That's going to be another big question. Um, I, I'm still really excited about this defense. I mean, the pass rush, the defensive line. You got major contributors coming back. Kyrie Coleman. Um, O'Shawn Mathis and some of those young guys like Earl Baquette who got playing time in midseason because Corey Bethley got hurt. And then you're, you're going to have to reshape that linebacker spot. You're losing a huge player in Garrett Wallow. And it's not that Garrett's an amazing player, and I don't want to discount what he did. I'm just not super worried about the linebacker position at TCU because Gary, I mean, it just feels like whoever Gary puts in there gets 100-plus tackles. Um, It's just been a a consistent line where there's Paul Dawson, uh, Traven Howard, Ty Summers. Um, You can just go down the list of guys that that stepped in and made big plays there. So I I think that's just a position that has a a pretty clear succession line uh, of guys stepping in and making big plays. The safety safety position is not a question mark with these guys leaving, but I'll tell you what's not is that corner spot. They are going to be loaded. I mean, Trey Tomlinson stepped up. He was a second-team AP All-American by the end of the season. And then you hope you get Keon Stewart back. You should get Noah Daniels back. Uh, C.J. Caesar will have another offseason to get better. They're going to have a battle at that corner position to see who is the number one guy because – you know, Trey went from looking sort of lost out there to being an absolute dude. And uh, that's going to be a fun competition to watch in the offseason. So I still see a ton of potential with this defense in 2021, but sort of a blow to lose Washington because he was a guy that I think you looked at and you said, huh, uh, maybe if he gets a, a, a worse grade than he thought or if he just wants to give it another go around, that could be a huge addition to this 2021 team, but not going to be the case. And I wish him the best. I hope he gets drafted on day one and uh, we can follow his career in the NFL as well. Coming up next, I asked a question on Twitter today. I'll share those results with you. And I want to talk about was this season a success for TCU football? 
But, hey, uh, did you spend too much money around the holiday season? Are you looking at your bank account right now and saying, hmm, man, this uh, this did not go how I thought it would? Well, let me uh, tell you about a, a way that you can make some money. Go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, if you love football season, if you're locked into these bowl games, into the NFL action that's going on, they have advice on how to bet the NFL games of the week, the top games in college football, and they also have current headlines in sports. BetOnline.ag. If you use the promo code Locked On, you can get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Fifty percent welcome bonus just for joining the site. You can get a little spending money, uh, something to try it out, give it a trial. They have the best advice, uh, the best lines. It's your online sports book experts. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Go there today. Use that promo code Locked On and make yourself some money. BetOnline.ag. Final segment on Locked on Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here with you. Uh, I think I'm going to do one more show this week, and then New Year's Day will be to be determined. I'm sorry that I've been a little inconsistent. Uh, it's not going to be normally like this. I'm, I'm going to churn out content Monday through Friday. Monday I was traveling back from visiting some family, and I'm off work from my other job the last few days, so my rhythm is just sort of thrown off. Uh, I'm not at my, my house right now. I'm, I'm still with family. Um, so it's just sort of hard to find time to record these, but I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to put out a show tomorrow and then, uh, Friday I'll just sort of have to see how it goes, whether or not I get a show up, but starting Monday, the fourth, we'll go full throttle Monday through Friday, the rest of the month of January as uh yeah, we're in the off season, man. That's so disappointing. I know it was only going to be like one more day of a season anyway, but I was just looking forward to that bowl game and looking forward to having something to talk about. Uh, it, you know, moving forward uh, through the season, but that's not the case as that bowl game for TCU got canceled. Okay, so this afternoon, once uh, we found out that TCU football was not going to get to play in their uh, bowl game against Arkansas, I asked this question on Twitter. I said, with the bowl cancellation, TCU finishes the season 6-4, and 5-4 and four in the Big 12. Do you consider the season a success? And 67% of you said yes, 33% of you said no. By the way, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHornFrogs. You can follow me on Twitter at SimcoxSteven. So 67% of you said the season was a success. Um, you know, these things are all about perspective. I, I think this season for TCU football was a success. Now, if you told me before the year that they played 10 games, they were going to go 6-4 and four, and 5-4 and four in Big 12 play, I would have been okay with that. And overall, I was okay with that. I, I feel like this team really rallied. They were they looked dead in the water when they were 1-3. When they got embarrassed at home by Oklahoma, um, I know OU's a good team, but I, I really thought they might only end up with two or three wins on the season. I, I just I thought that was where we were headed because the offense was absolutely anemic. The defense was struggling. They did not look like the dominant group that we thought they would be going into the season. Um. But they really turned things around in Waco, and that was a, a more stressful game than it should have been. They got out to that huge lead and then sort of took their foot off the gas, and, and Baylor got within 10 points, but they ended up closing it out and winning it. And once they won that game, you know, aside from just that debacle in, in Morgantown against West Virginia, uh, it felt like that sort of reset the whole season. They beat Tech. Um, they beat Kansas, obviously, and then they get the upset win over Oklahoma State. They finished the year with a win over La Tech. And they go 5-1 and one 
in their last six games. I mean, they were one of the hottest teams in college football late in the season, finishing the year winning five of their last six. Uh, now, are there some things I would like to see more? Yeah, I, I still, I'm still sort of unsure about Max Duggan, and I know a lot of fans uh, immediately get defensive about that. And listen, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he's got a ton of potential. Um, but guys, I mean, we just we didn't see him throw the ball consistently this year. Like there was a there was a stretch of games where he was basically like a wishbone quarterback. I mean, they just weren't throwing the football at all. Um, they were running. They were using him with his legs. And he's great running the football, scrambling on those zone reads. You know, I think they found a really nice sort of base play that they can use in a lot of different situations where they fake that jet sweep and then Max runs up the middle and, and makes something happen with his legs. Now, he stepped up and, and threw the ball well against Oklahoma State. But I just think as a passer, we didn't see the development that I wanted to see um, from from Max this season. And they got to get this play calling thing figured out. Maybe Sonny Cumbie leaving is going to end up being a blessing just from the perspective of they had too many cooks in the kitchen. They had three different guys who were supposedly OCs and were running this offense, even though we know Meacham was calling plays. Just less – I mean, less – input less ideas as weird as that sounds I think could be a good thing for this offense they need to find an identity if they want to be a team that just runs the football and tries to impose their will on folks and run it down people's throats okay then be that then do that but don't you know vacillate back and forth between that and some of these air raid concepts that you want to run and say it you know, you're trying to be multiple. When offenses say they're being multiple, that means they don't have an identity. That's a generous way of saying they don't know what they're good at and, and they're not sure what they want to hone in on. And I think TCU started to find that towards the end of the season. But, yeah, overall I'll say this is success. I mean, baseline, you got 10 games played. Now, you wish you could have played Arkansas tomorrow night. That's not going to happen. But on a more real level, I mean, I, I think just the aspect of you were able to – improve as the season went on you saw some young players step up I mean Kyrie Coleman was a revelation uh Zach Evans I think is gonna be a monster if he can you know keep his head on straight and continue to be interested in football because that was something for Zach in high school I mean I'm not trying to be unfair to him but you know that was sort of the knock was that that wasn't his main interest but if he's if he's focused and locked in and ready then they have a, a stable of running backs who can make things happen. And you got a quarterback who can make things happen with his legs. If he continues to develop as a passer, then watch out. Quentin Johnson, absolute monster. Just a physical freak. And came in and was mossing uh, you know, college DBs with relative ease. So I, I'm super excited about his development. So, yeah, I think this was success. If you don't, that's fine. Contribute. I mean, there were 33% of you that said it wasn't. Tell me why. At Simcox Steven at Locked On TCU, where you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you know, I feel like if they could have just won that dumb Kansas State game, so much so much would have been forgiven. If they could just found a way to win that game, because West Virginia, yeah, okay, so you blow a tire in Morgantown, that happens. You can sort of explain that, excuse that. Losing at home to K State is still to me with Will Howard at quarterback, the the most infuriating game of the season. But they bounced back, they rallied, they finished six and four. Wish we could see one more game. It's not going to happen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.